0: Let's get this. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If today is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My name is Bob, and I am your host. We talk a lot of sports on here. We do breakdowns, debates, conversations about top tens, all that type of stuff. Today, today is the day after the biggest sporting event of the year. I know it's only February, but... All of you sports fans already know exactly what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl. If you're watching this video on YouTube, if you're not, check us out on YouTube at Stoop Knockout. You see I'm wearing a Kelly Green shirt. This podcast is based out of Philadelphia. So there's a lot of people in Philadelphia right now that are are, are sad, that are upset. And uh, I'm kind of one of them. I'm kind of not. uh, Because if you guys listen to what we talk about on this podcast... I'm one of those people that I think uh, the NFL is kind of s- scripted, kind of rigged, not fully. We're going to talk about that a little bit maybe, but not not fully. But uh, I, I thought the game was going to be scripted for the Chiefs. I thought Mahomes was going to win. I picked Mahomes in our podcast breakdown last week, and I had the Chiefs winning the game. So I'm not too surprised the fact that the Chiefs won the game. I am surprised about how the game went, though, kind of. Uh, Kansas City taking home the title. This is a tale of two halves. Really was a tale of two halves here. Um, In the first half, Philadelphia looked phenomenal. Looked phenomenal. They looked unbeatable. They looked like the team that everybody thought they were were on paper. They came out and played that. They went to halftime 24-14 Philadelphia, which we all know if you were watching that game, 24-14 Philadelphia, could have been way more. It could have been... 31 to 7, Philadelphia. Very easily could have been that way. We started the game off with a touchdown by Jalen Hurts on an impressive drive by the Eagles, where they got two for fourth downs on that play. Two of those fourth downs that we got, we were all in Philly going, Oh my God, what the hell are you doing? Like, what is going on? Uh, already starting. Everybody in Philadelphia was already biting their nails, was grabbing another shot. Grabbing another cupcake and cookie, you know it was it was stressful here in Philadelphia. Chiefs responded right away, right away they responded in the first quarter with a touchdown of Travis Kelsey. Seven seven going into the quarter, everybody thought it was going to be a neck and neck game. Now second quarter is where it got a little different, where where everyone started to think, wow, this game uh, this game's going to go to Philly here. This game's uh, looking like a Philly game. Eagles won that quarter 17-7. Could have been a lot different. There was the first big play of the game happened in the second quarter here. We had a false start on the 50-yard line by the Eagles. The referees didn't see the actual call, but every single Chiefs player on the team was pointed. Like, oh, like, he jumped, he jumped. Every player on the D-line. Where the judge was that called the penalty did not see the jump. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't a jump because it was a jump. But the referee called the flag based upon the reaction of the Chiefs, not because he actually saw it. Now, in my opinion, that's a bad call. He got the call right, but that's a bad call. And that's kind of saying, oh, we're going to lean towards the Chiefs here. But nonetheless, after that Eagles still had the ball. And what happened? The very next play a Jalen hurts fumble recovered by Bolden for a touchdown tied the game up at 14-14 for Kansas City there. The Eagles came back. Eagles came back. they end up getting another touchdown and a field goal. if that if that turnover doesn't happen because of the f- the flag. We're looking at an even completely different game here. Not just a 10-point lead at halftime for Philadelphia. We're looking at a possibly a 20-point a lead at halftime. Now, I don't know the numbers on 15-plus uh, point leads at halftime in the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure, though, um, one of the team that's up 15-plus probably wins 9 out of 10 times, probably a little bit more. But we didn't get that. We got 24-14 Philadelphia, and we got a hurt Patrick Mahomes. On the final drive of the half for Kansas City, it looked like Patrick Mahomes died. It looked like he was out of the game. He came into the game with a bad ankle. He rolled out to the left. One of the Eagles players tackled him, grabbed him by his ankle, and Mahomes was in agonizing pain. He was screaming, yelling, hobbled over to the bench. He laid down. I know a lot of Philly fans out there were like, hell yeah, Mahomes is hurt. He's done. I was thinking, like, wow, I don't want to lose to Chad Henney. So Mahomes better get back in the damn game. (laughs) Honestly, God, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, like, I still think the Chiefs are going to win because, you know, they got Andy factor. They got the Mahomes poster boy factor, even though he got hurt. I was like, man, like, if we we really lose to Chad Henney, I'd be sick. I'd be mortified. So if my prediction actually goes right, then – Mahomes better come back in. But my Eagles fan in me, obviously I have an Eagles fan in me. You know, I room for the Eagles. My Eagles fan in me was saying, oh, man, they got no chance. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. He's out. No chance. If he comes back in, he's not going to roll out. It's his pocket pressure, pressure, pressure. Second half comes out after a 35-minute spectacular show by the queen, Rihanna herself, now, I don't know if you guys actually watched the Halftime Show, but for me, I don't think it was a great show. I don't think it was even honestly a good show. But she went out there pregnant and all and put on a show, put out a bunch of jams, and for all you 90s babies that remember all those jams, probably on your playlist now, my man Craig, I know you are jamming out right now, probably Diamonds Are Forever, a couple of you, I'm saying, yo, bitch better have my money. So for those of you who actually bet, the, the first song that she, she was going to play Everybody got it wrong. Everybody got it wrong. But nonetheless, Rihanna got some jams. She lets you remind yourself of who she is. Now, halftime. Let's talk a little bit about halftime here. Regular game. Halftime is 15 minutes. Super Bowl is 29 minutes and plus. It felt like it was about 39, to be honest with you. I think they ran it a little long. Patrick Mahomes went into the locker room, hobbling, came out of the locker room, Nothing. It looked fine. So I don't know what drugs they gave that man at halftime, but I'm willing to bet that they they called up Brett Favre and got a prescription from him to give it to Patrick Mahomes to be like, yo, here, you are feeling better? All right, good. Patrick Mahomes came back out in that second half, and as we saw, he looked all right. He didn't do anything really, really spectacular throughout this game that makes you say they won because of that play by Mahomes or whatever. But – he picked apart the defense. In the second half, his patience and ability to put these wide receivers and Travis Kelsey a tight end in positions for them to succeed and get in, it was unbelievable. It was, un- it, it, was, it was unbelievable. Chiefs started off the first half with the Pacheco touchdown. Eagles got an Elliott field goal. It was 27-21 after the third quarter. Chiefs won that quarter 7-3. to three. Now we got to talk about the fourth quarter. Now we all know like the fourth quarter, you got Patrick Mahomes in a close game. Scary. Nerve wracking. Philly fans are really, really right now biting, biting their nails and really taking a lot of shots. I know a lot of you took a lot of shots because I've seen a lot of you today. I've talked to a lot of you today and uh, you're feeling it. Rightfully so. I ain't blaming you. I got the Philly in me. I get it. Game changer. A game changer. 27 21. Philadelphia's winning. They get stopped. They go to punt. Kadarius, motherfucking Tony. Wow. That's all I gotta say is wow. 65 yard punt return. Longest in Super Bowl history. Got the ball all the way inside the red zone. I don't know what line it was actually on. I believe it was on the two yard line. Game changer. Game changer right there was was uh that pump return. That led to a touchdown by Sky Moore. Kansas City ended up taking a lead 28 to 27. Right there, right then, was when every Phillies fan was like, fuck. We lost. Game's over. To make matters worse, Kansas City ended up scoring again. Kansas City took a lead uh 35-27. And we're like, oh man like five minutes left in the game, everyone's like, yo, what are they doing? Like, what kind of play calling were the Eagles doing? I don't know what the hell they were doing. Eagles end up uh, getting a 45-yard pass on the left side of the field. Went to Devontae Smith. There was no question this ball was a catch. It was a catch. But, man, that right there had every Eagles fan jumping up and every Kansas City fan saying, God damn it. But we got time on the clock. Eagles ended up scoring on that drive, tying the game up, getting a two-point conversion, which was absolutely phenomenal. Jalen Hurts, young fellow, bald. He set an NFL record, first quarterback ever to have three-plus rushing touchdowns in a game. Set of only player ever, three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in a game. And he had 300 yards to show for it as well. Absolutely phenomenal. Now let's talk about the end of the game. Kansas City got the ball. Under a minute left. And we got the flag that shocked the world. Now, this is where I say the NFL is scripted. You can't script every play, you can't script every touchdown. Because if they did, you would never win a single bet. That Travis Kelsey touchdown prop you had would never hit because everybody's betting it, so you wouldn't hit it. So shit like that ain't scripted. But when you call certain penalties that change the outcome of the drive and change the outcome of the game like this flag called, now we got a problem. So, third down, Kansas City's rolling out. Bradbury gets called for a holding flag. Now, if you look at the play, Bradbury slightly grabs his jersey. Barely. It was a tic-tac fucking play. That's not going to get called anytime. Matter of fact, for all of you people that are saying, oh, wow, like you lost that. That was this is a penalty. Second quarter. Go look up a play. A.J. Brown got the same exact play. No call. Third quarter, there's a play on Kansas City. Same exact play by Darius Slay. No call for Kansas City. There was other plays in that game, one for Philly, that I saw, that were no calls on the same exact plays that these referees don't call. Now, you can go into any single game and and look at a wide receiver and a D-back and zoom in and slow it up, and you will get a holding call on every single fucking play. So why don't they call him off? They're all calling, right? You want to make it legit? You don't call it all game, but you call it at the most crucial time of the game to ruin one of the most crucial parts of the game and one of the best Super Bowls ever. Why call that? There's everybody who's going off on Twitter. Even LeBron James twined in. Greg Olson was on the broadcast himself, mortified that they called this. Because it ultimately ran the clock down for Kansas City to allow them to kick the field goal to win the game. Now, obviously, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm a little more hurt about this. But as a, a fan in general, I'm with Kurt Hirk Street. You ruined an all-time classic game by taking that. I'm with Pat McAfee. You robbed this game of a potential overtime with that call. You robbed us seeing Jalen Hurts. With the ball, down by three, with less than a minute left in the Super Bowl. For a chance to tie it, a chance to win it. But nah, NFL said nope. The calculated risk of not calling that flag right there, we can't have it. Philly might end up coming down and scoring and killing this. Can't have it, can't have it. Now for those of you a little refresher, go back to last year's Super Bowl and tell me how that game ended. Tell me what play was called at the end of that game. The same exact fucking call. Cincinnati got robbed of it last year. Everybody remembers, but they forget now because, hey, it's a year ago. Now it happened again. And everyone said, oh, well, it's a holding call, this and that. Same people last year were saying, wow, I can't believe they gave that call to L.A. There's five or six of you that I know that are in my DMs right now that I can bring up. I'm going to call you to fuck out on that because you can't go one side or the other. It was a terrible call at the situation in which it was in. Now, I'm not saying that Philadelphia would have even came down and kicked the field goal to tie it or win the game. But they took the right out of them to even attempt it. And that's why you guys got to understand the WWE and the NFL are on the same line. They are the same organizations. Now, you got out to the WWE and everybody knows it's fake, but every single move they do is not rigged. Dick shows slap every time and he ain't saying Oh, God, it's 16 slaps this round. What's the bet? Over or under 15? He's got to get over. You don't bet on that. That's not on there. But how it ends, the final five minutes of each match in a pay-per-view event of wrestling, they know what's going to happen. And that's how you have to understand why the NFL is rigged. These referees step in at the right time, right place. Now, I want to get a little bit further here. How about that field? How about that field? I understand this field affected both teams drastically, but let's be honest. Who did this, this shitty field affect more? They put more pain on it than fucking Madonna wears at a concert on this fucking field. You could put a KISS concert out there and there's less, there was less pain at a KISS concert than there was on the field. The field sucks in general to begin with. And then they add to it. Now, this is what my point I'm going to bring up here. We got the Philadelphia Eagles had 70 sacks, most ever since the 1985 Bears. We had the Kansas City Chiefs had 55 sacks this year, second most in the NFL this year. And somehow, there was only two total sacks, both by the Chiefs. And both that the sacks that the, got, the Chiefs got weren't from a pass rush. The Chiefs had two quarterback hits, two sacks, Two tackles for a loss. Both of them were on runs. That's it. That's it. They didn't, they didn't pressure Jalen Hurts either. And then the best sack team, the best pressure line of all time, the Philadelphia Eagles. Zero sacks. Zero tackles for a loss. One quarterback pressure. How the hell does that happen? Like I said, it affected both teams. But let's sit here and ask ourselves this question. When it comes to this Super Bowl matchup, which team relies more on the pass rush? Nobody relies more on the pass rush in the NFL than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs don't really rely on the pass rush. They rely on containing. So their pass rush isn't really that matter. They're kind of in zone, stop the run. They don't have to pass rush. Philadelphia, pass rush, get to the quarterback, get a throw up, especially with Patrick Mahomes. So let me ask you this. Imagine you were training for something all year. You got two weeks left to prepare for the final game. You spend those two weeks prepping for pressure, pressure, pressure. Get off the line, get to the ball, and then you get to the Super Bowl field. You go on the field about an hour and a half, before everybody comes into the stadium. A couple hours before the game. And you realize, wow, fuck. We really can't do any pass rush. Imagine what's going through your head. Man, fuck, we got to throw the game plan out. Well, essentially, that is how the Philadelphia Eagles defense went. Now I'm not saying they should have still gave up 38 points. But when you're prepping for something all year, all week. And you have 0% of a game plan chance that you could implement that game plan, good luck. Now, that defense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, Gannon, uh, he he still got his interview with Arizona, but after that, I I, I don't see him getting hired there. He got fucking torched. One reason why that defense got torched, though, not fancy numbers by Mahomes, but accurate placement of the wide receivers. Travis Kelsey, six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Juju Smith, seven catches, 53 yards. That's it. That's about all they had. But every single catch that those guys had were on routes that aren't in the playbook. So the the game plan that Andy Reid had on offense to attack this Philly defense was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Pacheco, 15 rushes for 76 yards and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle, six carries, 44 yards. 26 long. McKinnon, four for 34. Mahomes was 21 for 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns. Great game there. Great game. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from them, But that field, man, whoo. Take, took a lot away from them Philadelphia Eagles right there. A lot away. A lot away from one quarterback pressure. You got a guy like Patrick Mahomes that's hobbled up. What's the thing you want to do to him? Pressure and injure. Sorry, that's that's the game plan. You want to injure his ankle more, hit him. You don't want to hurt him too bad, but you want to make him think about moving out of that pocket. But they didn't have the ability to do that. They didn't have the ability to do that. Now, Patrick Mahomes. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. He's he's one of the best ever. First quarterback since 1999 To win the MVP in the regular season. And the Super Bowl. has been done since Kurt Warner. He finally broke the curse. Did it. Patrick Mahomes. Third quarterback in NFL history. With two MVPs. Two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowl MVPs. Brady. Montana. That's it. A lot of people are going to be sitting here comparing Brady and Rodgers. And Mahomes are alike. So if we sit here and look at some of these stats that Patrick Mahomes has with Brady, at age 27, both got two rings, both got two Super Bowls. The difference is Mahomes got five Pro Bowls, Brady only had two. Brady didn't have an MVP, Mahomes has two. We got 192 touchdowns to 49 picks for Mahomes. 97-52 for Brady, 24,241 yards passing for Mahomes, 13,919 for Brady. Mahomes, man, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL MVP, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, one-time Offensive Player of the Year. This guy's on, on his way to making history. And that's exactly what I said before this game started. We all know one of the greats right now, LeBron James. Everybody likes to compare him to to Michael Jordan. But why don't they compare him? Why don't a lot of people think LeBron is as good as Michael? Because he lost in the in championship. So you thought Mahomes is going to go one and two in the title game here? Nah, no chance. No chance. I'm not saying he's going to catch Brady. He got a lot to go. <laughs> Not allowed to go, what, six more titles to go? Like 80,000 more yards passing, some shit like that. I'm not going to say he's going to catch him. But in order for him to be able to be in that talk and for people to actually want to see what he does long-term to watch him, he had to win. And he did win. I'm giving a lot of love to to, the Kansas City Chiefs here. 38 points. Mahomes, MVP. What how about my man, Jalen Hurts? Where are, where are all you guys that hated Jalen Hurts in the beginning of the year? Make sure you raise your hand where you're sitting right now. And hey, It's probably all of you. It's all of you. Jalen Hurts can't throw. Jalen Hurts isn't a franchise quarterback. He's a waste of a pick. I, I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts heard everybody say that, and he went out and proved everybody wrong this year. If Jalen Hurts didn't get hurt, he would have been the MVP this year. If we actually do MVPs on who was actually the most valuable player of the game, not the winning team, Jalen Hurts would have got the MVP. 27 for 38, 304 yards, one touchdown. 15 carries, 70 yards, three touchdowns. He had a fumble, that's it. That was a turnover of the game. But that that, that wasn't even really gut-wrenching because they scored twice after that. Hell of a game by Jalen Hurts. My man's going to get 45-50 $50 million a year in the offseason. It's going to be great. How about the run game for Philadelphia, though? Remember I talked about the, the field affecting it. The field really helped them not able to run the ball either the way they want to run the ball. Kansas City, up the gut running team. Philadelphia, shame, off, penalty, off off the tackles. 32 carries, 115 yards, three touchdowns. So, Gainwell, seven carries, 21 yards. Bart Scott, three for eight. And Mr. Man himself, Mr. Missing, Mr. Contract Year, Mr. Once 10 million a year, three years, 30 million, Mr. Miles Sanders, seven carries, 16 yards. I think you just bought yourself a way out of the ticket after that game. I get he got a little bit hurt, but man. He couldn't get grip to run on the outside, and he did not want to run up the middle. Terrible game. Terrible game. Receiving core for Philadelphia. Hands off the off. Real deal. A.J. Brown is that dude. Six catches, 96 yards, touchdown. A long of 45. Devontae Smith, seven catches, 100 yards, 45 long. Great game. Dallas Goddard, six for 60. A crucial 17 yard catch that they challenged and lost, which I didn't I didn't think that was a catch, honestly, but hey, I was wrong. It was a catch. Heck of a game. Heck of a game. Hassan Raddick, No tackles. Or sorry. One tackle for Hassan Raddick, no sacks. Man. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, heck of a game. Heck of a performance by both guys. I just hate to see when the referees fuck with the outcome of the game and uh, have it happen. But overall, guys, it was, it was one of the best Super Bowls ever. It's got ruined by then. So takeaway to end it's kind of like Game of Thrones. If you think about it, Game of Thrones is probably the best season show ever. Last season sucked, ruined the show. I was at the Super Bowl. Best game, Super Bowl ever. Flag at the end, ruined the Super Bowl. But hats off to the Chiefs, hell of a win. They ain't going nowhere with Patrick Mahomes. And they ain't going anywhere. So someone asked me earlier, which team do I think is more likely to get back to the Super Bowl? And it's a tough question. It's a tough question because you got Pat, Patrick Mahomes on one side. That wide receiver core, is, they need to revamp it. They need to revamp it. I think they got something real great in Pacheco in that running game. They got a couple freeds on defense. Nothing crazy. I know Frank Clark, uh, Bolden signed, Jones is signed. Should be good. But as for the Eagles, they got Jalen Hurts in there. Offensive lines in there. But they got a lot, a lot of freeds on defense. You got um, Bradbury, the free agent. Gardner Johnson's a free agent. Fletcher. Cox is a free agent. Brandon Graham's a free agent. The Sue, free agent again. Kaiser White, free agent. And then Miles Sanders is a free agent. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're going to make some moves. I think they're going to sign back uh, Jaquil Hargrove. I think they're going to sign back CJ Gardner-Johnson. I think Bradbury's going to price himself out, even though... Uh, kind of is the reason they lost the Super Bowl. So, hey, maybe not. Maybe he'll be back. So, just looking at these rosters and how they're probably going to be next year, I'd say more likely to get back to the Super Bowl would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Just based on the style that they play, their actual overall, you know, balance of the team around the quarterback, not just the quarterback. Uh, But, hey, Patrick Moments is there. Don't ever count him out. Uh, As long as he's in this league, active and healthy, He could be in this league. He could be in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. I think uh, Philadelphia would be more likely to get back. But uh, I'm sure the Chiefs will probably be favored. I mean, they'll probably be favored. They got about the same team. They're probably going to add somebody. But if I was betting, I'd I'd, I'd bet more on Philly simply because uh, fan base travels, man. Fan base travels, too. Uh, A lot of people hate the Philadelphia fan base, but NFL likes making money. So, uh, yeah, I think it uh, might be Philadelphia to get back. Maybe we'll see them against Joey B. I don't know. We'll see. So, that's my breakdown of the podcast, guys, of the game. That's how I saw the game. A little sad here as a Philly fan, but, hey, it is what it is. So, if you guys want to get into my betting, the bets that I make, the plays that I make, we do some of them on the podcast, but we just started a Pat Patron page. It's on our links, on all of our bios, and I posted all A lot of picks. So I posted picks from the coin toss to the MVP and everything in between. I posted a total of 36 picks, and I hit 19 of them. Now, some of those were kind of the same combinations of it, like uh, combo touchdown score or um, MVP, something like that. I highlighted 23 highlighted 23 of them. So 23 that I highlighted were picks that I was like, yo, we gotta, I'm making. I like them. These are winners. Out of those 23, I hit 18 of them. We had the coin toss at tails. We had the anthem at over. All of them hit. We lost our Gatorade, though. We had the Gatorade at uh, green, yellow. I thought it was kind of a mixture of color because it's, it's yellow. You know, it's lime. I thought it was kind of a mixture of green and red. Kind of made it yellowish. I thought that was kind of an equal one, considering the fact that I didn't really know who was going to win. Anytime touchdowns, though, we hit all three of our highlights. We had Kelsey, Hurts, and A.J. Brown. Hit all three of them. Thankfully, because anybody else we would have picked. Pacheco would have been on there. I didn't pick him, though. Pauly, my co-host, did. So he would have hit. We also hit one that had first touchdown to be one or the other of Hurts and Kelsey. And it was Hurts. So we won on that. We had a a plus 700 bet on here. That was both teams to get a rushing touchdown and passing touchdown. That hit. Uh, We had Pacheco. Was my lock of the day on the podcast. We had him over 48 and a half. That hit. We had him at 60 plus. That hit. And then we had him long run of the day. Over 13 and a half. That hit as well. That was my lock play of the day because of the odds were plus, and I thought Eagles always give up somebody that lets the, that lets the field open they give up a 20, 25 yard uh, run every game, and it was 24. We had Travis Kelsey over 79 and a half yards and 25 plus per half. They both hit, but we had, I had his receptions at seven and a half over. It went under. He didn't get that. AJ. Brown. We had him over seventy-two and a half, that hit. I had him over ninety plus that hit. But I had him under five and a half. He had six receptions. That didn't hit. And then we had we had Devontae Smith. Over five and a half receptions. That hit. About six. Um and then one we did we had we had Watkins. Quez Watkins long of seven and a half. Uh that did not hit. Actually, let me see here. I don't think that hit. Uh Actually, that did it. Wow. So, Quez Watkins, seven and a half. He got it for eight. Money. That one. So, we got to actually make it 19 for 23 and 22 for 36 because that hit. I didn't even check my FanDuel account yet, uh, so I forgot that even hit. And then uh, we had double double MVP highlighted. We had Mahomes, if the Chiefs won, and Hurts, if... The Eagles won, so technically one they're kind of the same. You're betting whichever team you think is going to win, and that hit as well. So we're at like 19-20 for 23 on those picks. It's only $3 to join. I do every single UFC event. I'm going to hit you guys up with uh, college basketball. I'm going to hit you with NBA parlays of the week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm going to put them on there. And then any other main event coming up, golf. Hell, we're going to be betting golf. That's coming up. We're going to put that on there. Um, NBA playoffs coming up, NHL playoffs coming up. I'm not really good at NHL, so I'll probably stay away from that. But they're all going to be up there. Check the link in our bio at Instagram right here. At the Stoop Life, at the underscore Stoop Life. Link in the bio on there. If you go to the Patron page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Stoop Life. We're on there. So check that out. Get our picks Get your wins. Congratulations to the Chiefs holding up that Lombardi. Congratulations to Mahomes, MVP. Andy Reid getting his second Super Bowl. Always fucking Philadelphia, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Andy Reid always fucking Philadelphia. He's now 4 0 against us. He took a Super Bowl from us. But hell of a game. I'm tired now. I need to go take a nap. But y'all enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Reach out to us on our Facebook, at the Stoop Life group. Link to it is in the Instagram. So everything, just Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Follow that. You can check us there. Um, and it'll it'll be up there. So check us there. It'll be on there. And uh, catch y'all later. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.